You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another program has joined the likes of Arizona State and Nebraska in beginning their search for a new head coach. I'm your host, Lance Glenn, and this is a bonus episode of the College Football Daily. Georgia Tech has fired Jeff Collins after three-plus seasons and will now undergo the process of looking for a new head coach. Also let go is Athletic Director Todd Stansbury. So the athletic department as a whole is starting anew in Atlanta. And joining me to discuss these moves and where the Jackets go from here is Bryce Kuhn of 24-7 Sports, GoJackets.com. Bryce, thanks so much much for coming on and first and foremost just what's your initial reaction to this news that both Jeff Collins and Todd Stansbury are out in Atlanta and Georgia Tech is now looking for a new leader of athletics as a whole and a new leader for the football program yeah appreciate you having me on um, you know we, we've been talking about on our boards uh, Lance that after the loss uh, embarrassing loss against Ole Miss we the writing was on the wall it was no longer a matter of if but rather when and we talked about this and you know if the loss was ugly to UC we could see it coming. And I think after the game, this was a game that if you just looked at it on paper, you took the final score away, you looked at the stats, you say, hey, you know, Georgia Tech had a good shot of winning this football game, outgained UCF. Uh, but just the same mistakes that have plagued this program over the three plus years under the Collins tenure, uh, they just reared their ugly head once again. The fourth block punt in four games. Uh, you know, you almost joked to yourself, there's programs that don't have four blocked punts in two years, and this team has managed to do it in four games. So the same mistakes. And so all of that kind of, I think, X expedited this process. Uh, but like you know, you mentioned, I mean, the combination, I think, is what makes this a unique situation of the coach and AD out at the same time. Uh, it's Look, it, it's kind of what you said. This is kind of blowing up the whole eight athletic department, and let's get a fresh restart, which I think this program desperately needs after the tumultuous three years they've had recently. And, you know, I think before we can even start talking about a new football coach, obviously a new AD has to be hired because then that person wants to bring in their own person to obviously lead what is the most profitable program in really any college you go to. What do you think is the best case scenario when it comes to timing? You know, when you when do you think both hires, I guess, need to be made so that Georgia Tech is in the position or in the best position, I should say, moving forward long term? Yeah, and, and you mentioned as we opened the show, they've joined the ranks of a couple of the programs. And as we know, there will be others that decide, uh, you know, especially what I think holds a big piece in this is the Auburn job because of the geographical location uh, it is to Georgia Tech. And then you get into the question of recruiting and, and talking with some of our sources, talking with some of the current commits and some high school guys that are currently being courted uh, by this this staff that's kind of in, in, a, in a bit of a mess right now. You have to be able to sell your recruit something with the new early signing day. And truthfully, with how prominent the transfer portal has become, look, right after Thanksgiving weekend, when Georgia Tech's regular season is expected to be over, you know that's when you have to hit the ground. You have so little time to recruit. Guys are going to be entering the portal.
portal. You have to expedite that process. So I think it's very imperative for them to identify an athletic director, okay, and then be able to, you know, all these things happen behind the scenes, but you kind of have to have a name, in my opinion, that your recruiting staff can go out and sell to a high school athlete at this moment or a kid in the portal um, because it's going to be very, very hard. I think it's one of the big reasons they chose to pay the full $11 million right now because if you wait until that buyout drops in January, you really miss early signing day and a good chunk of the transfer portal. So, you know, it's it's an interesting dilemma. I think it makes this situation very unique. Uh, it's hard to hire a head coach without an athletic director, uh, but I, will, I do know, and we've been able to confirm this multiple times, is that unlike previously, the uh, the powers that be are going to have a big hand in this because of the uniqueness of the situation. And I think that they're going to have to identify this quickly where when you roll into after the matchup in Athens for Georgia Tech, you've got to have a name as a head coach to be able to say, hey, look, when you, you know, if you want to sign on early signing day, this is what you're signing up for and the potential staff. It's a uh, it's an interesting situation to say the least and uh, very unique in its manner with both dominoes falling kind of in a 48-hour period. And are you surprised surprised that it happened now i mean look obviously you mentioned the loss to central florida georgia tech sits at one and three but why not do it before the season if you knew that the leash was short on jeff on jeff collins to begin with and a couple losses was going to do the trick to to make you decide to get him out of here why not make the move before the season so that you can start fresh with a whole new program in 2022 it's an interesting question a lot of people ask the same thing when scott frost was let go and even herm edwards with the sanctions at arizona state the the difference and what I can attest to in this situation is uh, the vote of confidence that Todd Stansberry gave Jeff Collins after the loss to Georgia last year. And if you recall, and tech fans that listen or watch this are going to you know, not be too happy with the fact that you know, it was a 100 nothing combined score they lost to Notre Dame and Georgia to end the year last year. We have confirmed that the money was there at the end of 2021 to buy out. The vote of confidence from Stansberry not only kind of tied his, his legacy to Collins, but it bought that extra time. And I think knowing what we know now, of course, it'd have been easy to make a decision. But you know, they overhauled the staff completely. You know, new offensive coordinator. It was the hope and the prayer that this was kind of, and it felt like a last ditch effort to change things. And unfortunately, uh, you know, and for Jeff Collins, it just it has not worked out that way. And so the decision to cut ties is interesting. We officially reported on over on our boards at GoJackets.com that it could happen anywhere from this past Sunday to you know heading into the bye week after the Duke game. Uh, and and they opted for the uh, the former in that. Yeah, and of course, hindsight is twenty twenty. You know, if you knew uh, what ha- has happened so far this season was going to happen at the end of last season, then obviously maybe things change uh, in the offseason. So Bryce, before we get to two specific names, what kind of head coach do you think Georgia Tech needs to go after? You know, what kind of traits do you think they need to possess? Obviously, Collins was a local guy from Atlanta. Do they need someone who has those Atlanta routes, who uh, roots, excuse me, who has those Georgia roots? They need a strong recruiter, especially with obviously the reigning national champions in state as well. What kind of coach should the Jackets go after this cycle? I think the two words that have stuck out talking with high school coaches that what would you want to see Georgia Tech be and talking with some fans and donors as well is recruiting and development. A builder and a developer. They have to have a guy, in my opinion, that can build this program, uh, give it an identity. Uh, that was the hope of Jeff Collins. You know, this he was uh, heralded as a defensive guy and it just, look, the, the triple option was obviously you were going to have to, you know, go from that offensively, but the defense was never supposed to be this bad. And so I think you have to have a guy that gives you an identity and then can build. And then the biggest thing, and I've said this multiple times, where the when the writing was on the wall, it was the lack of development. You have to have a guy who can surround himself with a staff that can cultivate and uh, develop these kids because the problem, and this is something I've been able to point out, is, look, you know, in the beginning, 
they did a really good job recruiting. But, you know, that initial, the, the shine kind of wore off, I think, when you saw a lack of development uh, from some of these guys. And it's not the kids' fault. It's just, you know, the, the coaching, maybe some of the scheme aspects of it. So to me, that's the two big things is, you, look, you obviously would love to have a guy that has uh, regional ties that understands what it takes to win in the state of Georgia. Because I'll stand by this, and I know a lot of people on the network, uh, we, we have a lot of battles. as California, Texas, Georgia, Florida. Look, Georgia's one of those states where, you know, if you want to go get a cal- quarterback, go to California. But if you just want to find an array of good football players, Georgia's one of the more talent-rich states in the country to do that, if not the most talent-rich state. And I just truly believe they're going to try to find a guy that has some regional ties, maybe in a past job, maybe he's not there right now, but uh, regional ties and a builder and a developer of talent. That's kind of the big key things they're going to be looking for, in my opinion, during the search. So now, Bryce, let's talk some names. And obviously, the biggest and the one that's certainly being talked about the most is Deion Sanders. Obviously, currently at Jackson State, Todd Munkin, a name discussed as well. Jamie Chadwell, Bill O'Brien, too, some others. Are there any names you've heard or is there anyone on your mind that Georgia Tech should go after that you think would make for a good next head football coach for the program? Yeah, this is one that uh, I've I've dropped a a couple of times on our our board and and really started to pick up some steam outside of uh, just the Georgia Tech fan base. And that's uh, Georgia running backs coach and run game coordinator Del McGee. Uh, Del McGee, one of the more elite recruiters, you know, in the country. You see what he's been able to do to develop the talent and send them to the NFL. I joked with some Tech fans earlier uh, on a radio show this morning, and I said, look, I know you don't like it that he's a Georgia guy right now, but I've got Nick Chubb on my fantasy team. I see what he can do. Hey, so do I. Dude, Chubb's giving <laughs> look, me 20 points a week. I can't exactly, complain. Exactly. So you see what he does to develop yeah. talent and send them to the NFL. But there's a key component with him that I think stands out is you have a guy that understands this state. He won a state title down in Columbus, Georgia at Carver Columbus, uh, which is a talent-rich area for high school football. He has coached as an interim. He led Georgia Southern to their first ever first ever, and coached them in their first ever bowl game at the FBS level. He's been at Auburn. Um, he has been at Georgia for a while. And I think that is a name that's starting to go around with uh, the Minority Coaches Association here in the state of Georgia. They're starting to get a good push. I know former players, most notably a guy like Calvin Johnson, has kind of given a silent vote of approval for Del, Del McGee. That's an interesting name that during the first cycle when they went away from Paul Johnson that was kind of brought up of, you know, what, what about this? Why not? He's gotten a lot of love from some group of five jobs. To me, th- that phone call has to take place. Another name that will be interesting is uh, Alex Atkins, the OC and offensive line coach down at Florida State. Um, he's kind of been a nice riser. Mike Norvell calls the offense down there, but Atkins has all the, and you wouldn't talk more people with the Florida State program, all the intangibles to be a head coach. And, and what I mean by that is I think just the ability to surround himself with the right people. And I keep pointing this out as well. It's very important for us not to um, lose sight of where Georgia Tech is financially, you know, with this buyout and what they're going to have to do money-wise. I think that, you know, a lot of fans are, well, we got to go get a proven OC or proven head coach. And you're going to see those names floated around. I've seen Tom Herman's name be floated around as well. Would he be interested, you know? But I think the biggest key in all of this is understanding that, look, more now, now more than ever, you're seeing position coaches make that jump. There's no better example than what Sam Pittman does at Arkansas. Uh, you know, he has delegated so well there that, you know, the raise, you know, if we're hearing Tech could, you know, pay potentially around two and a half to three million for a head coach. When you look at some of the names, Del McGee, even a Jamie Chadwell, stuff like that, if they can come in, implement their system and delegate financially, it makes a lot of sense. That's where that's where I kind of lose some of the, um, where I get lost on, you know, the Bill O'Briens that might be in line for a later job. And look, the Deion Sanders, it's a great talking point. I will say this and drop this on here that we've been led to believe that uh, some some money people have, have tried that. They've talked. Dion, look, he, he loves where he's at. Uh, you know, the Auburn train, that's going to be one that I could see really taking off of that. 
I, I don't feel like it's likely we see that. But look, it's a great talking point. Atlanta people, I'm from Atlanta. Look, who wouldn't want to have Deion Sanders back in Atlanta? It's, yeah, it's a cool the, story. The name the name definitely brings a lot of buzz with it. And like you said, that Auburn job, obviously, too, uh, if and when it opens up, mm-hmm. uh, could play a big role in ultimately what Georgia Tech decides to do uh, with their head coaching position. Bryce Kuhn covering Georgia Tech for 24-7 sports. GoJackets.com. You can follow him on Twitter at Bryce underscore Kuhn. Bryce, thanks so much for coming on, man, and giving me some time. Really appreciate it. I appreciate it. Look, I mean, I know we're in the midst of a coaching transition, but there's not a better time of the year, man, uh, for no, college football. Not and at it's, all. it's already exciting. Hey, man, I've, I support a program that went through a transition uh, a few years ago, uh, midseason, like the Georgia Tech one, and it's fun, man. It's fun to cover. Hey, it's it gives you a lot of talking points for sure, right? It's never now That's going f- to be quiet for Georgia Tech. You'll always have something to write about, whether it's a name, uh, whether it's a rumor you're hearing, uh, speculation. Definitely a, a lot to talk about with Georgia Tech football over the next couple of weeks. Thanks so much for giving us some time, man. Really appreciate it. Of course. Thanks so much. So remember to like this video and subscribe to the 24-7 Sports YouTube channel and give the College Football Daily a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. Make sure to stay locked in to GoJackets.com for the latest on this new Georgia Tech head coaching search. So for Bryce Kuhn, I am Lance Glenn. Thanks for listening to the College Football Daily as Georgia Tech is starting fresh as AD Todd Stansbury and head coach Jeff Collins have been fired. Producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo, thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2. Kiss the Future, new documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Go to Paramount Plus to try it free. Terms apply.